Welcome to the Leader Think Podcast, where we discuss personal growth and concepts for improving organizational culture. This is your host, Philip Grison. As you increase your wisdom, I hope you enlighten others on your path towards greatness. If you want to go further, head over to leaderthink.com. This time of year encourages me to reflect on forgiveness. That's what this season is truly about if you're of the Christian faith. So who wants to talk about admitting you are wrong? Who wants to go tell someone you are wrong? It's never a fun experience for sure, but life has been throwing all these lessons at me where I've been thinking a lot about forgiveness. Asking for forgiveness, admitting you were wrong, saying I'm sorry, and learning from mistakes. So I wanted to share some of these thoughts with you in case you are going through some of these same things. I apologize to a friend this year for something I did in the past, something I did a few years ago, actually. It was long overdue, but it made me reflect on past experiences I've had with forgiveness and apologies. A few years back, I was teaching a class, and we were in the very first hour of the course. I don't even think we finished the introductions yet. Someone mentioned a new regulation that was coming out that I wasn't aware of. I responded with something along the lines of, I hear a lot about what the government is going to do in the future, but I've learned to believe it when I actually see it in writing. I had no intent of offending anyone or judging anyone's knowledge. I just live in a world where I'm constantly dispelling regulatory myths. So it has trained me to believe a law is actually a law when I read the law with my own eyes. I've been shaped to view law that way and question other people's statements or interpretations about law. Anyway, a student suddenly yells out loud, In my 30 years of experience, one thing I know is you never embarrass your students. It shocked me at first. I totally wasn't expecting anyone to be offended about my opinion of wanting to read a law before I choose to believe it's real. There was obviously something else emotionally going on with the student, and I learned more about that later in the course. But in the moment, it was a little shocking. I sent everyone to break, and I went to speak with the student. I told her I was sorry if I offended her, and I hope my opinions about anything never offend her. She then continued to give me crap for the rest of the week. Right after I apologized to her, another student held his phone up to me. It was a picture of John Wayne with a meme that said, Real men never apologize. It struck me as the wrong way to live my life, but I felt even more insecure about the whole experience because now I had one student feeling like I was offending them and another basically telling me I was weak for apologizing for it. Although I know deep down that I am the one who has responsibility for how I feel about anything on the inside, there are moments where I'm not perfect in that area. This was definitely one of those times. On one hand, it was a big growth spurt moment to know, however good my intentions are, my words can damage my ability to influence people. And I need to be conscious of that. It's not about being right or wrong, but about being aware. As for the John Wayne meme, it made me think a lot about how some people really do believe it's a sign of weakness to apologize. 
I'm not part of that crowd. It's tough to own up to your mistakes, but in the end, I always feel better for having done so. I've learned that most conflict consists of the actions of at least two people. I believe that I have a part in conflict, even if I feel right about my position. I've told my version of a conflict story to others, and many times they tell me I was right in my behavior due to what the other person was doing. But is that really true? It's not like I'm telling a story where a person was punching me in the face so I punched them back. If they said some words to me that caused negative emotion, and then I say something hurtful back, I'm not defending my physical self. I'm defending my ego. I'm also telling my side of the story. I'm never able to tell the other person's side of the story with all the depth and emotion that they were going through at the time. I really don't know exactly what it was like to be them in that scenario. So when I tell someone else about an experience, it's only a half-truth of the entire conflict. I've learned that saying hateful things is giving away all the control of how I feel to someone else simply because some words came out of their mouth. That's not right. That's giving someone else free real estate in my brain, and I didn't even invite them in. When it comes to the words that people say, I've learned there is one person responsible for how I feel and how I respond, and that responsibility is mine and mine alone. Now I want to share a little bit about what happened with my apology this year. A couple years ago, I said a lot of harsh words to a friend, and I could make excuses for my behavior, such as the cliche, I was under a lot of stress at the time. But that doesn't make it right to treat anyone as your emotional punching bag. Another sad truth is that I felt like I was in the right at the time. I felt like I was defending my position and this friend needed to be aware of how their actions were wrong. And I continued to feel that way for a few weeks. But then slowly, I started to see the issue more from their perspective. And the more I put myself in the friend's shoes, the more I realized that I was totally in the wrong that day. What I perceived in the moment was someone being too pushy. But after deep reflection, I learned to see someone who is taking massive action, someone who is doing what I would advise them to do if I was separate from the situation. So one day I sent him an email and he gave a nice reply. I didn't apologize in my email, though. I did what I thought was throwing out an olive branch. He responded in a nice way, but that was the end of it. Then almost two years later, I was reflecting on that time over Thanksgiving and Christmas. It was a time of focusing on what I am thankful for and what growth I want to experience in the next year. I was finally crystal clear in how I was wrong and what I needed to do. So in January, I sent him another email. I told him I wanted to apologize in person, and he only responded with love and acceptance. We had lunch, and I let him know how I realized everything I said that day was coming from my ego and my own insecurity, and I was the one totally in the wrong that day. 
I also apologized for taking so long to do it. He told me he thought he was a little pushy back then, and he learned other personal things from that period of time, but I let him know that I didn't see him as being pushy, that after reflection, he was doing exactly what I would advise him to do if he'd asked me for an opinion. I took full blame for the incident, and it was the right thing to do because I felt a tremendous weight lifted off my soul. I've learned that it is never too late to apologize. Sure, I wish I had a time machine to go back and do it two years ago, but it really is better late than never. I carried the weight of my wrong for two years deep in my subconscious, and on other days in my conscious. It was such a freeing experience to finally leave it on the table at lunch that day. The funny thing is, now when I think of that friend, I find my thoughts have shifted to all the good things he does in our community, how much he gives selflessly to people, and how the world is really a better place because he is in it. My thoughts about him have shifted from anger to guilt to celebrating the man he is. It's never too late to apologize, and it's such a healing process that only makes us stronger. I have another friend I wronged a few years back, and what stands out about the experience is that she was the most quick to forgive me. She was forgiving me while I was still processing the entire experience. She was forgiving me while I was making excuses. It's almost as if she forgave me before I ever even wronged her. So sparing all the messy details, it was one of those kick a person while they are down scenarios. I was pressured into kicking this person while she was already lying down. And I was doing it behind her back. The bad part is I knew I was in the wrong from day one. The guilt about what I was doing was overwhelming But the truth is, I caved to the peer pressure and have no one to blame but myself for my actions. I should have immediately said that's not the right thing to do, but I didn't do that. So there is no excuse, no viable third party to blame, just the truth. The truth that I had a choice in my actions. And like typically happens with those sort of behind-the-back peer pressure things, Even though I never told her what I did, she found out anyway. John Maxwell says, What is on the inside always shows up on the outside, and boy is he right. Of course, God put me in a spot where I was teaching a class for some other company, and there she was. I remember falling all over myself, trying to explain what I did, and she wasn't having any of it. She's a very strong woman. And she can smell cow feces a mile away. But even though she knew I was wrong, and she knew my half-ass excuse was a bunch of crap, she still forgave me without ever saying the words. She continued to ask me to do things for her and remained my friend. I was amazed at how quick she was to move on and look the other way. That actually made my guilt increase. Here I was in the wrong, and she was doing everything right even after I wronged her. She could have easily written me off for life, but she didn't. 
She still gave me work, work that puts food on my table and shelters my children. Again, it was like two years later, and we were talking about something completely unrelated when I finally gave her a real, honest apology. Even then, she acted like it didn't even matter. She had forgiven me years ago, even though I had never appropriately apologized. Friend, if you are listening, I hope you know what an amazing woman you are. The main lessons I've learned from these experiences are that my words matter. I need to be conscious of what I say and what I do and the long-lasting effect it can have on people, the effect it can have on friendships and on my ability to influence. I'm going to screw up again. I'm going to hurt people again. But hopefully, I won't do it as often and sometimes avoid it altogether. Failure is my teacher, after all. If I honor my failure with lessons learned, then that failure is a gift. I will also learn to be quick with true, heartfelt apology and hopefully slower to speak from my ego. Now, I realize you won't always have a great experience with apology. Some people will see you as weak for doing it. Some people will try to make you feel worse when you do it. And that's okay. Byron Katie says there are three kinds of business in this world. Mine, yours, and God's. She's so right. When you confide in others about your conflict, you may find people telling you not to apologize. But that's their business. Do it for you. You may apologize, and the other person may not accept your apology. They may even try to make you feel small and tell you they told you so, or tell their friends how weak you are, how you admitted you were wrong, and celebrate what they perceive as their win. That's their business. What they do with your apology is 100% on them, whether you get the response you wanted or not. You doing what you think is right is your business, and the overall outcome of all of it is God's business. I only have control over my business, and I need to own that part. Apology is lifting the weight of guilt off your shoulders and will re-energize and empower you regardless of the other person's response. Apology is the process of letting go of thoughts that you carry for years. Apology is doing the right thing, even if some people think you are justified or weak when you do it. Forgiveness is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful gift to give people. But apology is also forgiving yourself. As important as it is to forgive others, It is equally important to forgive ourselves through apologizing. Love you all and hope you find someone to apologize to today. Even if it's something you did 10 years ago, regardless of the outcome or the response, I hope you do it for you. Wishing all of you a Merry Christmas. If you learned something valuable today, please share it with others. For more information, head over to leaderthink.com.